In this episode, we talk about what an online business actually is, what an online service provider does, and why they are needed. Hey, it's Jess, and you're listening to the Crush It With Confidence podcast for online service providers that are ready to create their own future. Life is happening for you, not to you. So let's do this. Welcome to episode one of the Crush It With Confidence podcast. I'm Jessica, and if you're new to the podcast, go and listen to episode zero to learn more about the show, why we exist, and what my journey to building my virtual assistant business was like. Today, I wanted to put together an episode for those of you that are totally new to the online business world, and I want to just go and dive a little bit deeper into it. I still remember the day when I heard the words online business as if it was yesterday. I shared a little bit more of my story in episode zero, so I won't go back into it right now, but I want to take you down the rabbit hole today by sharing more about the online business world as a whole, because there are a lot of things that I realized over time, and um, some of those have been pretty eye-opening for me. So I just want to take you down with me and share as much as I can about the online business world so that you can have a little bit more of a picture what it's really like and so also so that you can see that it really isn't anything dodgy. I know that when I told people in the past that I worked on the internet that they assumed there was some kind of like dodgy activity. I mean, how can you make money on the internet? But I really just want to show you that there are loads of different, very simple, honest and straightforward ways in which people earn their money online and that's what we're going to start with this episode. So the first thing I want to talk about is what the heck an online business actually is. And to be honest, if I look at the online business world, online businesses are not actually too different from a local business, just that they operate fully online. There are so many different types of online businesses. And in this podcast, I want to mainly talk to those of you that are interested in becoming online service providers or that are already online service providers but growing and scaling their business. But that doesn't mean that the only way to make money on the internet is by being a service provider. That's not true. Um, I've met a lot of different business owners over the years. A lot of them are coaches and consultants. So they have some expertise that they've gained in their employment, through their studies, through working with people on a freelance basis, and they are taking that expertise to help others achieve results in their lives. I have met entrepreneurs that run product-based businesses. Some of them are more um, in the product creation space. Some of them sell digital products. Some of them sell physical products. Um, I've met people that operate entirely through Amazon and they basically run a dropshipping company. Um, if anyone is thinking of contacting me to ask about dropshipping, I get a lot of questions around that and this is not an area I specialize in. Um, but I recommend if you're interested in learning uh, more in particularly about Amazon um, that you start following Jamie Davidson because he knows his stuff as far as Amazon goes. Just in case you thought of sending me a message, don't because I can't help you. Um, and then there's the service providers. Um, they're like virtual assistants, copywriters, designers, and a whole load of other people that basically help others to run, grow, scale their business. 
there are so many different types of online businesses that really the only thing that we have in common for probably most of us is that we operate 100% online. So we basically work from our laptops and the thing that happens with everyone's business as it grows is that eventually we all need support from other people. Um, one thing I've noticed is that the online business world feels a little bit like an entirely separate economy that no one in real life knows about. Um, there are people out there that are literally internet famous and if they went to any kind of um, conference where people from the online space meet, they would immediately be swamped by hundreds of people because they are so well known. Yet, in real life, when you walk down the street, nobody knows who you are, nobody knows how much money you earn, nobody knows anything about you. And that can sometimes be super, super, super funny. So when I explain to my parents that I'm flying to the US to go to some conference and I'm going to meet these people, my parents are like, and you know, who are they? Like, what have they done that's like so special? So I don't know, it feels like we're still a little bit underground as far as general awareness of online business goes. And sometimes that actually doesn't feel too bad because um, it's quite nice to have your work life um, and the, completely under your control to the extent where you can decide how far you want to grow it, you can decide how far you want to scale it, yet it doesn't necessarily have an influence on how people that you meet in person um, perceive you and what they know about you. So I kind of like that aspect of it. The other thing that I really like is because this is a completely separate economy, it doesn't matter where you live and how completely messed up the economy in that country is because you charge online prices, you compete in the online market, you often get paid in US dollars, not in the local currency that may be particularly weak. So therefore, you can put yourself into a really good financial position, completely independent from the economy that you actually live in. So that is another advantage that I found pretty good. Okay, so now that we talked about what an online business is and what different types of online businesses that you may come across, I want to talk about service providers specifically because I am a service provider and I have been for the past three years and many of the people that I collaborate with are also service providers and the people that I help to start their business usually want to go into the service provider space. So this is what I know most about and that's what I want to be talking about on this podcast. So it's kind of already in the name, right? So service providers, what do they do? Well, they provide a service to other entrepreneurs. However, there is a slight thing that you have to be aware of. When somebody calls themselves a service provider, it usually means that what they provide is completely done for you, okay? So, for example, um, my client needs a new online course platform set up. I will ask them for all the building blocks that they have already produced. So I will ask them for their course content, for their graphics, or I'll liaise with their designer. And then I will do the whole thing for them. So I will go, I will put it all together for them, I'll make sure it works, I integrate it with all the other platforms out there to make sure that, you know, email addresses are added to their email service provider and all that good stuff. So service providers usually have an offer that is completely done for you. And that's what makes them a little bit different to, for, uh, a little bit different to, for example, a coach, 
who actually doesn't do anything specifically for the client. They help the client to help themselves. Whereas as a service provider, we actually do the job for the client. So it's a little bit like a handyman in your house um, that you hire to put your kitchen together. They don't come to your house and tell you, well, the door has to go on the front of the cupboard. They come to your house, they take all the pieces and they put it together for you. And that is what online service providers do. So what are some common service providers that you might um, meet in the online space? Well, there's actually a whole range of them. So there are designers. So you will usually find designers working at various levels from simply having an eye for um, just creating graphics and doing that, you know, in bulk, basically, to those people that can take a client's existing brand and design a absolutely stunning sales funnel website and they know exactly how the user would interact with that, what will stand out, what will work, what won't work. You will also come across copywriters. Copywriters write copy, so um, they write your sales pages, email sequences, um, complete websites, everything. Then you have us, so you have a group of people that work under the umbrella term of virtual assistants. Um, I'll go into what a virtual assistant is in the next episode, but you just have to know for now that virtual assistants help entrepreneurs to grow their business and to take over some tasks for them. The only thing is that there is a huge variation in the level of specialism and the types of experiences that virtual assistants have. So that's why I kind of call it an umbrella term. Other service providers you might come across are web developers. So the designer has produced this beautiful um, layout for the website. Well, if the client has a custom membership site, for example, someone has to build that, right? So it's going to take a developer to come in and to take that design and make it come to life. Then you also get branding experts. So when new businesses come into the online space, um, they often don't have any kind of an idea of who they are, what they stand for and how to visually represent that. So they hire a branding expert that helps them to become clear on their message um, and then helps to create visuals and choose colors and fonts that really represent the values of the business and that really um, are just influenced by the business owner's personality. You get customer service people. So you get them in varying roles um, on email support, on chat support for larger companies. Um, you get people that specifically work on community support. So when a client has a paid Facebook group, for example, for their online program, they sometimes hire people that interact with their customers in the Facebook group and they answer technical questions or they help people when they can't find something and all that good stuff. And then you get um, the social media side of things. Uh, sometimes those are just running at a basic, more virtual assistant type level where they do a lot of the scheduling, creating graphics from templates on in bulk, etc., and then schedule those. And then you get the expert level where, where people will actually take your existing social media accounts, what they know about your ideal clients, and then work on a complete social media strategy for you and sometimes execute that as well. So this is where the type of work that you as a service provider 
you know does can easily cross from being more in a basic assistant kind of role to over a period of time becoming the expert and moving away from done for you services into doing things with people or just telling them what to do so why would anyone need another service provider in their business i've kind of already touched on that but there's usually two main reasons why people tend to hire another service provider. The first one is that they run out of time in their business. We all have 24 hours in the day and you can do as much optimizing as you want. You can you know, get the kids in childcare for longer and you can arrange your schedule and you can block calls and you can block everything else that you do in your business into time blocks. But then there will still come a time when you are always rushed at your feet. You can't take any more time off. There's no way you could go on a holiday because without you, the business doesn't function. In that case, you have simply run out of time to do everything by yourself. So that is number one reason why people start hiring other service providers to help them in their business. And those are often virtual assistants that can be trained um, in doing a job that the client has done themselves before, but they no longer wish to do themselves. The second reason for why people hire a service provider is that they simply lack certain skills and they need to hire an expert to help out. And that is a very, very clever reason to hire a service provider. So for example, when I started my business, I know that I have tech skills and I know that I can set up all sorts of things by myself, but the thing that I'm not an expert in is branding. And I wanted a visual representation of what I stand for that really resonates with me. And I can now say that three years down the line, I still use the same branding that we put together three years ago. And I feel like it's personal to me. It really suits who I am. The colors that we use represent the kind of values that I want to represent. My logo is personal because it's partially based on my signature and I feel super at home in my brand. So I have not felt the need as yet to like have a complete brand revamp um, because my brand doesn't reflect me anymore. So that was a very wise investment for me to make in my business because otherwise I would have constantly been changing my brand and people would be confused as to who's produced this content. When they go to my website, things would look different every time and people don't like confusion. So in that case, I chose to hire an expert to help me to put this together. I could have probably figured out how to do that myself. I could have wasted a whole load of time and I could have caused a whole load of confusion and there was just no need. It wouldn't have made any business sense whatsoever. The reason why people hire people like me who are like techie virtual assistants is because they don't know anything about tech and it would take them weeks or even months to figure out how to build a membership site, for example. And clever entrepreneurs know that it's more important that they you know, put these new products out to their audience rather than learning how to build a membership site all by themselves. So they're being very wise by simply hiring that part out, making that financial investment in somebody else because they know that the quicker this is finished, the quicker they can make a return on their investment. So those are the two main reasons why entrepreneurs hire other service providers. They're out of time or they lack specific skills and they want to hire an expert. So 
I know what loads of you are thinking now. How on earth can I get in on this? I get so many messages on Facebook, YouTube comments, asking all about how on earth people can get started with this. And I want to get, you know, I just want to give you some basic tips on what you can do um, to kind of start this journey to having your own online business. And I want you to really see that as a journey. It's not like you say, oh, today I don't have a business and then I've decided that tomorrow I do have a business and now I'm an online service provider and that's it, job done. It is not like that. It is a permanent process of learning, growing, developing and giving back to people. And it is a totally crazy ride. Um, you might come across some memes online of like the online business journey being a little bit like a roller coaster where you have pretty intense emotions and reactions to things. One hour you can be on a complete high and then you get a shitty email from someone and the next hour you're at your lowest point and you're asking yourself, why on earth am I doing this? And then two hours later, someone tells you that, you know, they love the new thing that you put together for them and that you're absolutely amazing and they'll recommend you to everyone they know. And then you're back up on the high. So see this as like a complete wild ride. There's no win, no lose, no nothing. It's just a journey that you're going on and it's going to take continuous investment and continuous growth. And you're more investing in yourself than you're investing in your business. And the sooner you appreciate that journey and that it's not always plain sailing, the better, you know? We all try new things, we all try things that don't work and that is okay. So how can you get started with this? It could be that you already have pretty specialist skills. You may have gone to uni um, to study something like design um, and then you can take those skills that you've learned in university plus combined with all of your work experience and you could set up your online business and you would already have a fair high level of skills which means that you would be charging you know, in a pretty solid range, I guess. Or, if you feel like right now you don't really have any major specialist skills that you could sell to people, then what I would recommend is that you listen to the next episode because I'm going to talk about using the virtual assistant route to build up your skill set as you go, okay? It's not difficult to start and build your online business because everyone has skills and talents you know, that, that are just natural to you that you don't even see as special. And we can all take those skills and put them to use in somebody else's business. As an example, um, I have amazing skills when it comes to relating to people, communicating with them, motivating them. I see the big picture when it comes to how all those tech pieces connect. The thing that I hate to deal with is updating spreadsheets, replying to emails, sending out invoices. All of this stuff makes me hate my business. So I outsource it to somebody else. I hired somebody that does all of those things for me so that I don't have to do them. It makes me feel happy about myself. It makes me feel happy about my business. Things get sent out when they're supposed to be sent out and I don't have to worry about them. And those skills that it takes to fulfill that role, for example, may come natural to you. I might hate them and I might find them super hard work and super draining, but you might think, hey, I'm really good at this kind of stuff. I love, you know, taking numbers from receipts and adding them onto spreadsheets. And that's amazing for you. But guess what? You will probably not find it special and you will probably not think that this is a skill that you could help 
um, somebody else with because it's not special to you. It just feels like every day because you do this all the time. I don't find my tech skills superhuman, but having spoken to so many other people that struggle with connecting all of those pieces, I have learned that my tech skills are actually pretty good and other people don't see things in the way that I see them. But I never believed that for the longest time. So the easiest way for you to get your foot in the door is to start with the most basic things that you know how to do and then keep learning new things on the job until your skill level improves, your prices will increase and then within easily 12 months you will find yourself so um, so much more advanced than you used to be and you will feel like it's actually been a fairly easy ride. Okay, so that's it from me today. If you're interested in getting started as an online service provider, we'd love to welcome you in our membership community, the Crush It Club. You can find more information at crushitwithconfidence.com forward slash club. And I'll see you back next week um, where we're talking all about working as a virtual assistant to get your foot in the door in the online business space. See you then. Bye.